This week in the Serious Soft Skills Podcast, we're going to explore the soft skill of adapting knowledge to new situations, what it means, and how it helps build teams and careers. All that and more coming up next. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to episode 45 of Serious Soft Skills. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me is Bob Graham. We're educators and researchers with a keen eye on how soft skills operate in the American workplace. We've written articles, a book, we work with teams, and we share what we know about these issues right here on our podcast. Today, we're talking about a really important soft skill that we call adapting knowledge to new situations. Bob, that's actually soft skill number one alphabetically. We've been keeping some track uh, numerically, and here we go. Um, This one, I'm going to tee up a little bit because this one's just so central to me as I'm teaching um, in the college classroom because I always have to keep myself in check with my students because I, I want to make sure they're learning things that they can adapt and apply into the future, not just what they need to know today. And to kind of illustrate that a little bit more specifically, I look at something like Excel, and while I want my students to learn the functions of Excel, like uh, pivot tables and VLOOKUP and HLOOKUP and all those hot topics, and that's important, but more important is the knowledge that they know that there are technology tools that will help them evaluate information, that they can use those software tools, whether that's Excel or some Google, Google product, in order to put pieces of data together to do calculations to make estimates of how profitable a decision will be for a company. So while my students are very focused on, oh, I know he's going to make me do a VLOOKUP on the exam, what I'm really trying to do is expose them to the functions and know how they apply them because no matter what software tool they walk into in the future, they'll be able to adapt that knowledge and and analyze the situation. So, Bob, how about uh, your side on this? Well, I think what you're describing is the challenge of any educator and any leader, really, in our current situation, which is leveraging tools, whatever they may be, to a situation. And unfortunately, with your example with Excel, there isn't a spreadsheet that goes with your Excel uh, application that says, if you're doing this, you need to use it this way. If you're doing that, use it that way. If there were, that would be great. It would probably make things a lot easier for some people, but I also think it would limit what we could achieve. So I think when you talk about the idea of giving people the ability to understand what that tool does in a broader perspective, you're really helping them see the world in a broader perspective, which ultimately I think is what the soft skill is really all about, which is looking at the world more broadly and saying, what have I done that I can use in this situation to help me do something or achieve some objective. Absolutely. And it it borders and crosses over with some of our other soft skills. And we think about maturity is about uh, uh, learning from the past and applying it to the future. And this one, a little more specific because we're talking about that knowledge. And yeah, that's what I would hope for people we work with and our students is that they would get something brand new. I mean, there's problems coming up today. There's jobs coming available today that we didn't even think of a couple years ago. We we have words in our vocabulary like Googling something and uh, terms like uh, multitasking that we didn't even use some years ago. 
So we know we're in a changing uh, environment. And being able to adapt knowledge, and I think you like to use the term um, transferable skills, I think that's the important part. When, and when I'm interviewing someone, I would like to know what they've done and what experiences they have. But uh, in fact, we did this in an interview last week. We asked, you know, what have you done in this arena? And help me understand how that'll make you a better choice for this position in our organization, which is very different from your current one. So what can you transfer? What can you bring across? You know, Toby, Mark Zuckerberg famously said, I can teach the technical skills, but I can't teach the soft skills. And adapting to new situations is one of those soft skills that you either have it or you don't. And people who have it tend to get compensated better and have more opportunities because they see where what they've done in one situation can apply to another situation. So we see that all the time. You see this in some of what we do with these podcasts. I have a journalism background. I did marketing and public relations for a state agency for a couple of years. Some of what we're doing in these podcasts goes back 20 years ago before the words podcast even existed, but the mechanics, the ideas, the way to do things still hold true all these years later. And when we can start to see that in our lives, it starts to open up not just what we are able to do in our current job, but the possibilities outside of our current job. And I think that's ultimately one of the more exciting things for me when I talk to a friend about his skills or I see his resume and I say, you know, well, wow, this would be really useful for this organization or in this field. And the person lights up like, how do you know that? I, I no, I only do it in this industry. Well, no, but it's transferable. Every industry has people who need to use Excel spreadsheets to achieve tasks. Every industry needs people to be able to write what is appealing to their customers, whoever that customer is. Every industry needs people who are able to be able to present effectively in front of other people. Those skills are transferable. So even if you did it when you were teaching high school at one job, and then you did it for a nonprofit, and then you did it for a corporate entity many of those same skill many of those same components of using that skill apply across the board right and and i think it's also that side of um preparing people with a with a tool set and 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 also those knowledge skills that can look at a situation and, and know what which ones to pull out of their toolbox and how to put them together and and be willing to face a new situation that certainly varies by uh, organization it varies by industry uh, we've kicked around a term uh, clock speed meaning the this the rate of change in your industry and so some industries some organizations are going to need this far more than others uh, they're going to look for people with certain degrees and certain experience but they're not necessarily looking for them to come and do the exact same thing that they did at their old organization they're looking for them to come and, and bring new life and new ideas and so we see people who are engineers getting hired into marketing departments and we see see people in marketing getting hired into uh, HR and other areas because we want to bring those those new perspective, new ideas to a situation and hopefully come up with some really innovative solutions. 
And that positions us, Toby, as a leader when we're able to do those things, whether we're a defined leader that you lead a team or just someone that people look to for solutions to new problems. You can be a leader, and being that leader intentionally or unintentionally can lead to greater compensation, greater opportunity, and greener pastures in a variety of ways. So this is not just about doing more for your current boss so that he's happier with you. While that's nice— and great, it could be much more broad than that. Hey, Bob, uh, it's, uh, we've, I think we've laid out pretty well what this soft skill is about. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, let's talk about how do you actually apply it. What's it look like to actually uh, maybe think through and, and make this happen in your work situation? Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. We provide these podcasts for free to you, even though we incur some cost to produce, host, and prepare them. In return, if you find them valuable, we ask one thing of you and one thing only. Share our podcast with someone who you think can benefit from one of them. If you can't think of someone, then write a review on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcast content. We're trying to spread the word about the value of soft skills, and we need your help. So take a couple minutes right now, think of someone that could benefit from these podcasts and send them a little note with a link to this one or another one that you found useful. Thanks in advance. Now back to the serious soft skills podcast. Well, Bob, we've been talking about uh, adapting knowledge to new situations and uh, kind of setting it up in that context that, uh, Depending on your organization's degree of change, we're all facing change, some with extreme new technologies coming out, new competitors coming online, uh, new customer opportunities, so that speed can vary between organizations. Uh, But we would expect everyone to be experiencing some level of change where you have the opportunity to take what you know, take the experiences you have, and use them to provide solutions to a new problem or a new context. Toby, let me jump in. I, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking of another change that's going on right now that I was talking to someone about, and that's the whole idea of tariffs that are going on with the U.S. and China and some other countries right now. And this person works in an industry that deals with China very regularly. And he was telling me that it has dramatically altered what he does on a daily basis. Like he is doing a lot more negotiating with lawyers and talking to suppliers than he ever did before because everything just got from China to the U.S. And now it's not getting here as easily. And there's all kinds of concerns. So he's adapting to a new situation and drawing on some skills that he hasn't used in 15 or 20 years. But fortunately for his company, he had those skills and he was able to access them to put them in a leadership position. Perfect example of what's going on right uh, right off the news headlines, and the potential that we need to do some analysis and maybe move some of our our procurement, use, move some of our production to other countries. So uh, there's a lot to be uh, to be done right now, and it's a situation that we have not seen in recent years. Uh, and the trade agreements between we have with NAFTA and CAFTA and others uh, all seem to be uh, up for grabs right now. So Bob, help us with then how do we do it. If we a new problem lands in our lap, how do we kind of get to adapt what we know to that new problem? 
I came up with five steps. First, you need to gather information. And this is often the one that I think we forget most, which is trying to gather as much as we can about the current situation. Whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, you want every input possible. Talking to customers, talking to colleagues, talking to anyone and everyone, and gathering the information, and ideally doing it without being judgmental going, oh, that's not true, that's not right, but really just taking it all in. I find that when I'm able to adapt to a new situation, it's often something someone tells me that I wasn't expecting to hear that has a really profound effect on my ability to come up with a really good solution. So that's step one, gather information. Step two is test that information against what you know or what you've done in the past. Basically, you need to think about where this where your mind takes you. Often I find my mind goes back to a situation that's similar in some way. And when I pursue that and think about it, I start to seek similarities and sometimes differences. I try to highlight the similarities and I try to explore the differences to see if there's something there. So step two is testing it against what you know or what you've done in the past. The third step is really simple. Is this the same or different than what you did in the past? That's really a yet, uh, one or the other situation. If it's the same, what did you do last time or the times before that worked well? And if so, of course, no kidding, do it again. If not, you know, if things didn't work out the way you hoped, try something different. And I think this is a step that we often forget. We tend to repeat things over and over and over, expecting a different result. And, of course, we know the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and over and expecting that different result. So, thinking about trying something new, but I would tell you often it's a hybrid for me. It's looking at the situation and using what I know from past experience that can help inform the new experience, and then adding some new pieces to it to make it better, stronger, more useful. Either way, you're using what you've learned to adapt to a new situation. So even if you throw away what you you did in the past, you're still using it to inform the future. Hey, Bob. So I think we've got a, a good grip on that. I love that first one because gather information. When it's a new situation, you really got to get some different views on to make sure you really understand what's going on and the parameters and context and so forth. So I love that, that multiple sourcing of, of information first. And then do a little bit of test to, to see um, – uh, what you know or how you've addressed this in the past, how, how, do, how does your experience fit? Uh, check yourself to see, you know, is this really different from what I've done before? If it is, then, then certainly we have to address it differently. It could also be, Toby, someone else's experience. If you heard oh, about true. someone and what they did, I didn't even mention that, but it occurs to me now that it could be other people's experiences that you heard about and what the result was from there. So we're not limited to our own experience. It's any experience that we've heard about. Sure. And that's going to fall back on our relationships and trust with other people and really being able to get the help we need. So I think we've got some attack points and uh, I guess a takeaway message is to not be intimidated by new situations, but realize that uh, there's a pretty good chance that either you or someone in your network has the experience and the knowledge and the tools that you need to attack the new problem. That's it for this episode of Serious Soft Skills. We appreciate your time and interest. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com or tweet us at Real Soft Skills. We want to hear from you. Love to have your comments. And as you know, we often use them 
for, to build episodes in the future. Next week, we're going to explore the soft skill of being able to work independently or with minimal supervision. Look for new episodes every Wednesday. Until then, thanks for listening. Good day. And as always, good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.